0: Welcome to the Holly Shook Podcast. I'm Armin, and as always, I'm joined by Ryan Alkire. How are you, Rye? I'm doing amazing, sweetie. How are you? I'm doing great. But for full transparency, I think we should let the listeners know that this is our second try at this podcast. We had technical difficulties once again, but this time it wasn't a technical issue in terms of sound production or our equipment or Wi-Fi, or whatever you can think of. It's because apparently everybody in the world is doing construction right now.
1: Yeah, like it was actually not a technical difficulty. It was just a inconvenience of living in a city difficulty. Because, for instance, they've been doing construction in my building for literal months. And... I think I have gone crazy because of it. I've fully gone crazy because of it. Like you have seen my outbursts. Oh, I've seen it. It's bad. <clears throat> and, and like, here's the thing. I understand that you need to like renovate buildings and like make sure they're like up to date and safe. But like people live in these buildings. Like I work at nights. I'm not up out of my bed at 7am and like, I would say I'm usually up by, like, 10. But, like, sometimes (laughs) I want to sleep in (laughs) longer than that. And it's just been so frustrating because, like, sometimes... I feel like normally they'll take their lunch break at, like, noon. And then we can record. We usually record at noon, my time. And we can get it done. But then sometimes they'll be like, we're working through lunch. And I'm like, well... Other people fucking have schedules and lives in this building, so you guys need to fucking figure it out. Tell me your fucking schedule. Like, like I've gotten in fights with so many of the construction guys in this building, and they all hate me, but... I work from home, okay, bitch?
0: Also, the landlord should give you a heads up, because some days they aren't working, but you don't know ahead of time, so we can't schedule. And then other days they are working, but they don't tell you, so we just never know. And suddenly... My neighbor is doing construction, Mm-mm. which was the worst part about the last time we tried to record because there was construction on your end. There was construction on my end. There was no
1: way we were putting out a podcast that way. Mm-mm. And I feel like every time that there's a day where it's like quiet in my building, I'm like, let's back and go. And then I, like, call you, and you're like, they're building a whole mansion next to me. And I'm like, what is wrong with this world? (laughs) Bobby Burke is next door building a house from scratch. Yeah, Bobby Burke, hey, Queer Eye, like, literally. So
0: (laughs) Anthony is is peeling some fruit while Bobby Burke
1: builds a house from scratch next door. And Karamo is doing probably nothing cuz still unsure on what he does. No, he's but, giving uh, me great great life advice, right, actually, okay? It's the same thing every time. <laughs> but um yeah, we've, we we tried to record this the other day, it didn't really work. And <laughs> so oh, yes, we are now it is what 11:25 my time in Chicago. So I would assume it's 9:25 your time in LA. PM.
0: PM, PM. mind you, because yeah.
1: we are sure there is no construction at this time. I would sue the hell out of my like landlord if they were doing construction at this time. But I used to have like a really crazy neighbor who lived across from me who at this time would probably be blasting his music. But luckily he moved out two months ago. So we don't even have to worry about him anymore. Thank God. But so he might have ruined it. No background music on this podcast.
0: No hammers in the background. No you know, I don't know. There was a array of noises that were coming out of both of our ends. And we're going to have a clean podcast today. Um, but one more note for full, complete transparency. When we got started on recording the podcast, we did get into the guessing game a little bit, and you were able to guess the subject of today's podcast, but yes. you don't know the scandal.
1: No, not at all. We literally got to the point where I was like, it's this guy. And you were like, yep. And then I was like, we can't do this anymore. <laughs> So I've been on the edge of my seat the past few days trying to like think up like what happened to him. like What was a scandal? But I have no idea. And since we believe in authenticity
0: and we want this podcast to be organic, no fake reactions, we're not going to fake the guessing game. So, Rai, do you want to tell the listeners who the subject of today's podcast is?
1: <laughs> um, yeah, so as we know, as you and I know, I'm very unclear on how to pronounce his name because when I guessed it on our first round, I was obviously doing it wrong. So sure, I would love to tell you guys. So this week, um, Armin is going to tell me a scandal that I don't know anything about. About Guy Fieri, Fieri, (laughs) Ferrari, Ferrari. That's right. I think that's
0: that's the right pronunciation.
1: Guy (laughs) Ferrari of Dive-ins, drive-ins, and dive those.
0: <laughs> yep, that's the show. Been going on for it's, 26 seasons now.
1: Is it 26 seasons? That, that's actually correct, yeah. Wait, what? That's longer than Grey's Anatomy. <laughs> yeah. But, and to me, Grey's, Grey's Anatomy is like the longest show of all time. <laughs> it's actually not as
0: long-running as Law & Order SVU, so check up on your facts. Okay, well, for
1: me, if a show goes that long, it's, like, not good, but... Yeah, I mean, they're not good. What is his show? I've never seen it. I don't know anything about him.
0: Well, I'll get to that. Okay. So, today, we're going to be talking about Guy Fieri. Now, Rai, do you want to play the guessing game in terms of what this scandal is, or do you have no idea about any
1: Guy Fieri-related scandals? I literally don't know anything about Guy Fieri. Like, I know what he looks like. He looks... Foolish. And that's all I know. And I know he does dives ins, drives ins, and dive shins, or whatever the show is. That's it. Dive sins and j- drive shins and dive sins. Hand drives and dives, dive offs and. Jive offs. Drive. Yeah. Drives offs. <clears throat> and drives off. No, jives uh, like, offs. I don't know anything about him. So I'm not even going to try to guess what the scandal is. It's
0: funny that you do know how
1: he looks like because. That's a big part of his shtick,
0: is his unique aesthetic. The frosted tips, the spiky hair. Hawaiian shirt. Hawaiian shirt. That's a big part of his brand. Um, The thing about Guy Fieri is that, more than anything, he's just a caricature. But I'll get into him. In case y'all don't know who Guy Fieri is, he is a TV personality, right? He got his star basically by managing restaurants for a long time, and then eventually he actually opened his own restaurant called Johnny
1: Garlic's. Have you ever been? Never been to Johnny Garlic's. Um, kind of sounds like a place I'd like to go, but also not really clear on what type of food it is. It's a California pasta grill. I literally was going to be like, it's either a pasta place or like an American like diner. So makes sense. <laughs>
0: Yeah, it reminds me of Johnny Rockets, but mm-hmm. the
1: knockoff version. Yeah, it's like the bootleg Johnny Rockets.
0: Yeah, it's like, which, well, we can't name it Johnny Rockets. We don't we can't franchise a Johnny Rockets. Let's just call this Johnny Garlics.
1: Well, but like I understand the garlic for me, garlic is like synonymous with like Italian food. So I feel like it's like the Americanized Italian food place. Is it like a chain or was it like a one off? They opened I want to say four locations. Okay.
0: So Guy Fieri also opened up a restaurant called Tex Wasabis in
1: 2003. So a sushi barbecue? Is it sushi barbecue? Sushi barbecue fusion. Oh, wow. Okay. I was thinking like maybe like a Tex-Mex sushi, but that's really gross. But sushi barbecue, also gross. So. (laughs) that's then, kind of guy Fieri's brand yeah it's like he's really like in my opinion i'm like he's like so close to being like what i want but like then just something takes a weird turn and i'm like i'm uninterested i mean i feel like he's all facade and no substance but we'll get into that
0: i guess okay. to be honest like, this scandal isn't that much about guy Fieri. actually he's actually really tangentially evolved involved in this scandal He's more of a vessel to the scandal. Interesting. But I wanted to go a little off-brand this time, Rye, Because you said on our last podcast, the Mailbag podcast, that I'm predictable. That I always go with well-known scandals. So I said to myself, I'm going to pull a Rye. I'm going to
1: find a super obscure celebrity scandal. Okay, well, um... Not sure if that's a direct quote of what I said because I'm not like that rude. Um, But I do appreciate that you are like going off the beaten path and just like kind of finding something that like nobody knows about. Because as I famously do, um, I go to the scandals that people like maybe don't know much about. You actually, you really do. And I wanted to
0: take your constructive criticism, apply it, and do something a little different this time.
1: Well, you're welcome, fans. Thanks for, for criticizing my, me. Again. My offhand comment that Armin took very seriously. <laughs> so, how did Guy Fieri get famous, you may ask? Were you asking that? Were you thinking that? No, but please. I know you'll <laughs> tell us anyway.
0: I'll answer that question just in case you had it. <laughs>
1: I didn't know this until I researched for the
0: scandal. Apparently... He won the second season of the show, The Next Food Network Star, which I didn't even know was a show, but he won
1: it. Oh, even I knew that. Oh, did you watch that show? I didn't watch it, but I knew he was famous because he won a Food Network show. I didn't realize that's how he got on TV. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I knew that. Oh, okay. That's like the only thing I know about him other than what he looks like is I know he won the Food Network show.
0: So he won that show. And he got his first show called Guy's Big Bite. Actually, he had a six-episode show before that, or at the very least, it was commissioned before this. Um, however, Guy's Big Bite was his like first official show outside of what he was awarded for winning the next Food Network star. And actually, Guy's Big Bite has aired as recently as 2016, apparently. However, as you referenced earlier, Diners, Drive-Ins, and Dives, that is his most famous show. That's what he's most well-known for. And that aired in 2007. Yes, yes, yes.
1: Drivers, (laughs) Drive-Ins, and Doozies. I love that show so much. Um, Please come up with a different name for it every single time. It's the same name. It's literally what it's called, and I've said it the same way every time. Hoosiers and Dooziers and Frazier's. DVs and doo-doo's and DVI's. I love the show. Um, <laughs> Do you really? Hmm? Do you really love that show? No, I've never seen it. Oh, okay. <laughs> what the hell? I'm not trash. Okay. Um,
0: it feels like the kind of show you would like. No offense.
1: Um, well, offense taken. And also, um, no, I'm actually not a huge Food Network person, shockingly enough. Um, my sisters love Food Network, so they probably watch it. I feel like my dad likes Food Network. Not sure on that, but for some reason, my dad strikes me as like a Food Network person. Um, but I've never personally watched it. No. Should we get him on the line and ask? No, he is probably asleep. And also, I don't know. I feel like there was like some restaurants in my local area growing up that were on doozies, doos, and honeys um that i probably like was like oh i should go to that because it was on tv but i like never still went so yeah okay here's the
0: crazy thing about duties and booties and judy's um (laughs) (laughs) so guy fury wins the next food network star in 2006 that show which i will not say the name of again except for maybe
1: later airs in 2007
0: it is still going on 26 seasons strong
1: Wait, how many freaking seasons a year do they do? Because it's like only 12 years. They do like 19 seasons a year. Yep, checks out. Yep. Mm-hmm. So they did, one- they did
0: 19 seasons one year, and then they did seven seasons another
1: year. Okay, no, the math is really throwing me off right now. <laughs> not going to be able to do that. The New York well, Times called the series,
0: quote, not a cooking show as much as a carefully engineered reality show.
1: Hmm, Interesting. I feel like I would like it if I watched it. I just never, like, got into it. The thing about Guy Fury is he's not a serious
0: dude. He's not like an Anthony Bourdain who's going to visit a restaurant or an area and talk about the culture and the craft. He's all about
1: catchphrases. He's all about his look. He's, he's basically a cartoon. I feel like I imagine him going to, like, a burger place and being like, Make me a burger! and they're like okay but we do it like in this like really special way and he's like i want cheese and they're like okay well um there's more to it and he's like fries please and then he like runs away and his like doesn't he drive like a Chevy, like a like a topless
0: topless convertible it's called a convertible,
1: convertible. <laughs> <laughs> i don't know what they're called i don't do cars
0: yeah he drives a flashy car that's all a part of his shtick. He's not really
1: seemingly to me at least a legit foodie. Right. I feel like they 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 like hired him as like a personality not like a chef. He's not like a chef. And in fact, his restaurant that
0: opened in 2012 called Guy's American Kitchen and Bar in New York City, it was actually his first New York City restaurant is well known for having the worst Review in New York Times history.
1: What what did they make that was so bad? It's just it was a
0: trashy, trashy restaurant. I read the review. Basically the food just wasn't up to par. And for example, they had a calamari on there and it was just the most disgusting calamari ever. Or what they
1: described wasn't exactly what came out. Okay, well, no offense, but a restaurant made by someone who's famous for a show called Diapers, Dum Dums and Doodoo's? Like I wouldn't be expecting that much. Also, Rai, is there something to the fact that Doo has been a part of like every
0: diners, drive ins and divers? I don't even know the name anymore. <laughs> I literally
1: don't know what it's called. I'm just going with like You've confused wall-
0: me. I have no idea what it's called anymore.
1: <laughs> it's called dieties Dun Okay, well, like, so he, like, thought he could, like, open a restaurant, and then he was bad at it. Yeah, he's opened many restaurants. A lot of them have closed. A lot of them are still open.
0: So that's what? him. He's appeared <laughs> on a million different
1: Food Network shows as well. Yeah. I mean, he's he's very famous. Like, I feel like everyone knows who he is. It, even if you don't know what he does, you know who he is. Like, I don't know what he does, but I know what he looks like, what car he drives, and who he is. He also has a memorable name, Guy Fieri. It resonates. Yeah, I hate his name, and I hate the name of his show. (laughs) Tell me the name of his show again, please. You guys know it, and I'm not going to say it again. (laughs) I'm sick of repeating the same name a thousand times. Perfectly word for word every time.
0: Okay, so this isn't the scandal, Rye. But before I get to the scandal, I do want to mention, in my research, I did find out that guy Fieri is apparently a big time bigot. Oh. And that's not even the scandal, but he's apparently super homophobic. Producers oh. came out and like totally trashed him, and they said that one time they went to one of these um diners, right? Because the show is called Diners, Duties, and What Di- <laughs> What is it, Diapers? Diapers, Diners, and Drive-ins. And it was owned by a gay couple, and Who, he was like gay
1: people own things
0: <laughs> that was his reaction, basically, <laughs> and he was really upset by it, and he was upset that the producers didn't warn warn him that was apparently what he said that they he wasn't warned beforehand, so going forward, the producers would actually have to in their pre production interviews, mine for information and figure out if they were gay or not
1: interesting um Fun fact about that, trust me, bitch, no gay couple wants to meet you (laughs) or have to deal with your hair and your fashion sense either. So the feeling is mutual. You are more than welcome to continue diving on in to heterosexual restaurants. Please leave the gays alone. We don't care about you. I don't even know who the fuck you are. So that's the mini Um, scandal here. Other than that, you look like a weird.
0: (laughs) You look like a weird. (laughs) Spiky hair isn't in
1: anymore, guy. Also, like, I love that we live in a society where a extremely famous, successful person being homophobic isn't the scandal. That's just, like, a fun tidbit about him. He also hates gay people and refuses to... include like work with a gay run company but that's just like a fun little side tangent we just
0: wanted to have a little bit of fun before we got into the real scandal
1: just something light before we get into the real shit that matters
0: that's the hors d'oeuvre of the podcast jesus christ (laughs) homophobia and bigotry it's the warm-up the
1: warm-up joke
0: (laughs) okay let's get to the scandal
1: yeah, let's get to the real serious stuff that matters and that should really be addressed. On March 8th, 2011, Guy Fieri's
0: quote unquote banana yellow 2008 Lamborghini Gallardo, valued at around $200,000, was stolen. <laughs>
1: I'm sorry, did you just speak English? (laughs) 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 What does that mean? I wasn't. I literally wasn't speaking English. I made that all up. Those weren't real words. The only reason I know what a Lamborghini Ballardo is is from that Akon song from like when we were in seventh grade.
0: Oh my God, yes. How did it go again?
1: I don't remember how it In goes right now, but I think... Like, okay. yeah. uh, <laughs> In my Lamborghini Gallardo. Oh, wait. In my Lamborghini Gallardo. Oh, my God. How does it go?
0: <laughs> it's, like, on the tip of both of our tongues right now.
1: I know. Yeah. Okay. Da, 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 Acon needs to come back, but um, I'll figure it out after the pod and then, like, maybe, like, tweet about it or something.
0: Please do. So, like I said... This actually isn't a Guy Fieri scandal. Like, he didn't do anything here. He's the vessel to the greater scandal. And trust me on this, this is well worth the
1: podcast episode. Okay, perfect. So, just really quickly, last time we'll address this. He didn't do anything except refuse to work with gay restaurant owners. Okay, moving on, on to his overly expensive car being stolen. <laughs> his $200,000 car just being stolen. Poor, poor guy. Poor guy. (laughs) (laughs) Poor Mr. Fieri. I didn't realize how awful his name was until right now. So his car gets stolen in San Francisco. Yes. (laughs) Shout out, San Francisco. (laughs) Shout out, Bay Area boys. What's up? So the immediate reaction
0: To his car being stolen, because there were a lot of CBS San Francisco stories on it, was that this could have been a job by a career criminal. That was actually the immediate reaction to this, believe it or not. Okay. So, the car was stolen from a place called British Motor Car on Van Ness Avenue. Have
1: you heard of it? (laughs) Been there, done that. Is that where you take your Lamborghini? Yeah, I usually park it there. So now I'm going to find a new place because I don't trust it anymore. Don't trust it, Rye, because apparently
0: there is a history at British Motor Car of stolen vehicles.
1: Do they all have as obnoxious of names as his did? Lamborghini Gallardo? Wasn't it like banana something? Well, it, it was a
0: banana yellow colored car. <laughs> <laughs> so annoying. He's flashy. He wanted his car color to match his hair,
1: which is also banana well, color. Someone should have fucking steered him in the different direction. That's why someone stole it. They're like, nobody deserves to drive this car. It also should not be on the road. You know, guy, he only listens to himself. He, only, he blazes his own
0: trail. He follows his own path. He doesn't let anyone else tell him what to do.
1: Yeah, especially not gay people. Okay, sorry. I'm going to let it go eventually. But No, I please just... don't. <laughs> really taken aback by that. Okay. He
0: loves his um, drive-ins and dashers and mashers. <laughs> mashers and da- ma- mashers. Bangers and mash. Bangers and mash. Oh, God. <laughs> Actually, just... coincidentally, that's his
1: favorite meal. Is it really? No, I'm kidding. <laughs> oh, okay. I mean, he's trash, so I'm like, wouldn't put it past him. <laughs> so... John Marks, who is a San Francisco
0: resident, told CBS 5 at the time that his green Jaguar was stolen at the British motor car in 2005. This is six years earlier. However, John Marks was convinced that this is a career criminal. He said, quote, this guy is really brazen because he just walked right up through the facility, got into my car, and drove it right out the door. And according to John Marks,
1: Another yellow Lamborghini was stolen from British uh, Motor Car. Okay, does John Marks work for this company or does he just like keep an eye on it and always knows what's going on? According to CBS San Francisco, he is a
0: CBS San Francisco commenter. Like he literally just comments on
1: the articles online. Okay, so he has no life <laughs> and very little credibility. <laughs> But I definitely take everything he says seriously. Also, like, shout out John Marks. Like, honestly, thank you for all that you've done. <laughs> thank you for all of this insider information. Without you, there would be no information on the scandal. <laughs> now, now, Rai, you may be asking, wait, so how did this car get stolen? You were asking that, right? Second time this podcast that I have not asked the question, but that I assume you will tell me the answer to it anyway. So, yes, let's continue. So, Guy Fieri's yellow banana, yellow colored
0: Lamborghini Gallardo, two thousand eight. It was being serviced
1: at British Motorcars. Okay, like getting its oil changed or something. Yeah, just getting serviced. Yeah, I I actually don't know that detail. Sorry, but like general, like just general, like car service, like general
0: car service. Okay, super easy, super low key. Okay, a human being repelled down the side of the building, quote, unquote, Mission Impossible style. And we know this because you can actually see the rope on the surveillance footage fall to the ground. Okay. This person climbs down the window, cracks the window, gets inside, dismantles the alarm on Fieri's car, Drives it through the front door. And I'll have more details on the specifics of how this crime was carried out. But that's just, like, generally how this person stole Guy Fieri's car. So this was, like, a very well-orchestrated crime.
1: Yeah. So they, like, climbed down an entire building to do it. Yep. Seems extra, but, you know, kind of fitting for this person. The extraness of Guy
0: Fieri was matched by the extraness of the crime committed to steal his Lamborghini Gallardo. Now, it would turn out that the person who stole Guy Fieri's car, I'm going to spoil this for you, but I have to say who it was so then I could backtrack a little
1: bit. Was it John Marks? It it was John Marks. How'd you know? (laughs) And then he commented being like, I know how he did it because it was me. (laughs) No, it
0: wasn't John Marks. And... It wasn't a career criminal like John Mark suggested.
1: Was it the gay couple from that restaurant he boycotted earlier? Exactly. (laughs) I wish. (laughs) Don't fuck with the gays, (laughs) y'all. That
0: would have been great. No, it was a 16-year-old named Max Wade. What the hell? Who attended Marin's Redwood High School. Yes. A.K.A. was a classmate of Camille Pereira. Yes, uh, Wait.
1: she knows him.
0: <laughs> so they weren't in the same class. I think he was a freshman while she was a junior. Oh, so he was younger But than she, But he was younger. She knew of him. And <laughs> I found out about this scandal originally from Camille. If our listeners don't know, Camille is actually the graphic designer behind our logo, behind all of the individual podcast episode graphics. Yes. So
1: that's a little behind the scenes. Oh my god, I'm dying that that's she went to school with him. Was it a big Was it a big deal at her school? Like when this happened, like did they like catch him, and then everyone at school was like, "You stole Guy Fieri's car." This
0: was a huge deal, and the more details you find out, the more you'll understand why this is such a huge deal. There is more to this than just the stolen car. Let's just put it that way. Okay, I love that Max Wade would become a subject would become the subject of a rap song.
1: Okay. That's how
0: notorious this whole crime became. Okay, I live for it. Good. So, who is Max Wade? Well, he was a student at Redwood High, and he dropped out his freshman year, actually. So, he was not a student at Redwood High School when he stole Guy Fieri's Lamborghini. They were able to recover his computer history and find that he did exhaustive research so he could prepare to pull off this heist. Okay. He not only Googled Lamborghinis, he Googled how to jam, yeah, he Googled the cars. He's like, you know, I just need to know more about the car's history. That's all he did. (laughs) He Googled how to jam the auto theft prevention system. Okay. And he Googled lock picking. And here's the great part. He even posted a video on his YouTube channel of him practicing how to pick locks less than two weeks before the heist. Choices. In addition to Googling all of that, he also Googled British motor cars in San Francisco, and he Googled Mission Impossible Style Repelling. Which, by the way- Amazing that you can Google Mission Impossible Style Repelling and
1: learn how to do Mission Impossible Style Repelling through Google. I'm just, like, also imagining, like, myself as a 16-year-old and, like, I don't know, like, that's not even in my wheelhouse of, like, something I would, like, first off, care to know how to do but also, like, feel like I could do. I feel like you either have to be, like, 12 years old like, have a grand and, imagination, yeah. Like I'm a newborn, so I feel like this is still possible. Or you have to be like old and be like, if I die, I' die, but at least I died cool. <laughs> like eighteen feels like or how old basically is he, Tom Cruise Right. <laughs> but I'm like freshman in high school. I feel like you're like a little too self-aware to like think that that's a good idea. but hey, teach their own. And at this point he's 16, so
0: he's either supposed to be in his sophomore year or junior year. But he dropped
1: out as a freshman. Okay, cool, cool, cool. So he also dropped out of high school, so like his like brain development like kind of like stopped like earlier than other people's. Not to saying you learn a lot in high school, but like just like a general thing when you drop out of high school in freshman year, maybe you're not making the best decisions.
0: No, I honestly think he knew what he wanted to do with his life. He was like, I want to steal Lamborghinis and do other criminal shit.
1: I want to do hood rat shit with my friends. You don't need to go to high school for that. True. So dropped out. And he's like, you know what? Dropped out and like discovered Google and was like, this is all I need to like do my dream career. Okay. okay cool. Well, maybe Honestly, he had been Googling go it
0: since middle school. And he just needed time to, you know, develop the skill set. Get a driver's license.
1: Get a driver's license. Um.
0: You know, you need to you need to commit Grand Theft Auto legally. You don't want to sure. stack the crimes here. Yeah. Well. Okay. Well, he's fucking weird, but good for him. By the way, for those wondering, Redwood High School is in one of the wealthiest parts of America. It's one. It's a public school, but it's one of the most
1: well-to-do. Public schools. The guy who steals Lamborghinis, he went there. Yeah, just like a really, really great high school. But, you know, there was a great opportunity to learn. No, but it is a really, really rich part of, like, the country. So to have access to multiple Lamborghinis is, like, a very specific, (laughs) like, geographical, like, thing to have. So he took advantage, honestly, which is good for him.
0: Good for him. So like I said, I was going to give de- more details on this crime. The crime scene photos showed that he tied off a rope on the rooftop garage. And like I said, you see the rope falling to the ground. There was actually no surveillance footage of him. Mission Impossible style repelling. I wish there were. How did they get the rope but not get him? You see the kind of the first floor. I watched the footage. So you only see it drop to the ground. But you don't see
1: like higher up on the building. Mm, so he broke into like um a level above floor ground. Exactly. Okay. Yeah, from the Straight rooftop up.
0: to the second floor I believe, then he goes through a window and apparently he spends like 15 minutes in there just walking through the deal- through the dealership. According to Greg Garrett, who worked the case for the Marin County Sheriff's office, he had a throat mic on him and appeared to be talking into the throat mic. However, Wade was never found to have an accomplice. I don't know so, why he was doing that. He could have been just recording it for himself. I don't know.
1: And I'm assuming they like didn't have security like in this building, which is strange to me. Well, he pulled this off early in the morning,
0: around 3 a.m. So nobody's there. Still.
1: Yeah, but like I feel like when you own a business that runs on very expensive merchandise of any kind, you have 24-7 security. But, you know, fuck me. I don't run a business. So, who knows?
0: Well, don't forget Marx's story. John Marx. Apparently, British motor cars, they're not that careful with the cars. People are able well, to steal cars God there all the John time.
1: thank John Marx for exposing this.
0: <laughs> yeah, thank you, John Marx. So... Uh, Max Wade gets in he goes to the exit and he cuts the lock on the exits with bolt cutters he must have googled bolt cutters as well yeah he had to then he takes the Lamborghini from the second floor down the ramp he gets out of the car to roll up the door and then apparently when he gets back in the car he's kind of like fumbling with the controls so he didn't google Lamborghini well enough he mistakenly turns on the wipers and he's kind of like fucking up but He is able to get out. And Golden Gate Bridge cameras caught the Lamborghini and so did Tiburon's license plate readers. And here's the thing. Guy Fieri has very specific license plates. And this one says, Guy Toro. What? (laughs) In classic Guy Fieri fashion. This is why I hate guys. (laughs) So, Max Wade got into... Marin County, around 4.40 a.m. that morning, apparently. And according to Greg Garrett, quote, it's amazing. He's obviously very intelligent, and some of his stuff was the work of a very sophisticated
1: criminal, end quote. Okay, so let's stop right there. I don't know about that because... In my opinion, or at least in, like, how I would think crimes work, if you are clearly stealing, like, a very expensive car, one, they're going to notice it's gone, like, pretty quick. Two, he probably knew it was Guy Fieri's car, right? And then also, so, like, you're 16 years old and don't even go to high school, um... Driving that car around is, like, very flashy. Like, someone's going to notice, like, you have, like, a like Lamborghini Gallardo that's bright yellow. It just doesn't seem like a crime that you get away with. He didn't get caught for this crime. He did not. Wait, what? Yeah. Get ready for this. Okay. And how do we... That's fucking stupid if they didn't catch him for this. I'm sorry. Well... Like, Logically, he, he should have got caught for this.
0: Well, he was able to be out and about with this car
1: for a year. I don't. I can't. It says Guy, T- Guy Toro on it. <laughs> so what did Max Wade
0: do in his post-theft life? Well, in the year that followed, he would sell fake IDs. Sometimes at $500 each. Wait, what? He had to make money. Stealing that Lambo didn't make him any money.
1: Why didn't he just sell it? Well, he didn't sell the Lambo. Spoiler alert. Okay, that's what I would have done first and foremost.
0: (laughs) But you have to have a connection there. I don't think he had the connection. He sold weed. Which isn't that crazy, but he did that. Respect, respect. He also told his friends. That he stole the car. So it became this well-known rumor around Redwood High School that he stole a Lamborghini Gallardo, specifically Guy Fieri's. And apparently all the kids around school knew, oh, yeah, Max Wade, you know, that kid who dropped out. Yeah, he stole Guy Fieri's Lamborghini Gallardo.
1: Did Guy Fieri, like, report this? Was there, like, an investigation? Or were they kind of just like, meh? Guy Fieri
0: was actually on set when this went down. He was informed of it, and he was hoping to get his car back. In fact, a lot of people would call Guy Fieri saying, hey, man, I saw your car. And he would say, well, look, there are other people who have Lamborghini Gallardos, yellow ones at that. And they would say, no, we saw your car with your license plate, but they just couldn't nail Max Wade. This is the dumbest fucking shit I've ever heard in my entire life. (laughs) You're going to find out how he was able to pull this off. So, he's driving it around. He's even sending selfies of himself inside the car. He texted someone. They would eventually, of course, arrest him. I'll tell you how. But he would text someone saying, quote, Man, I love my life, dot, dot, dot. Boosting a Lambo and picking up cute girls when you're 17. End quote. Um...
1: (laughs) I really liked this guy until now.
0: (laughs) San Francisco police actually got a tip that Wade had the car, and they interviewed him, but they couldn't make a case. Okay. There's no trace of the car. So was he hiding it somewhere? I'll get there. But yeah, of (laughs) course, he's hiding it somewhere. Yeah. But he is taking it out, which is crazy. (laughs) He he I mean, does he does have the chutzpah to do that, which is insane.
1: I feel like they could have done, like, a... I mean, this is not what, like, Amber Alert's for, but, like, an Amber Alert. <laughs> like, look out for this car, and then someone would have seen it, and then, like, it's there. National Emergency, Guy Fieri's
0: 200,000, Banana Yellow Lamborghini Gallardo was stolen.
1: Not, like, an Amber Alert, because that's for, like, people who are kidnapped, but, like... Well, his car was a kidnapped. news conference. His car was carnapped. Yeah. And they could have been like on like NBC 7 News at 7. Like, hey, like if you see this car, like just like give us a call real quick. And then like someone would have called. Well, like I said, it was on CBS 5 and commenters like John Marks were on the case. Yeah. But like no one watches the news at 5. Like everyone's watching at 7, 10 or 11. So it was actually really a really bad time for them to put it on.: So eventually, Max Wade would get caught,
0: but not for stealing the Lamborghini.: What else did he do? So, apparently was it for fake IDs and weed. <laughs> not the fake IDs and not the weed. He was smart
1: mm-hmm. enough to be able to do that discreetly. And both of those things are necessary. So he was just doing a service. He doing a people. public service. Yeah. No,
0: he had a fascination with a Tara Linda High School student named Eva Dedier. I don't know if I'm pronouncing that correctly, but...
1: Probably not, but what?
0: Dedier or Dedier. I'm, I'm going to go with the more fancy pronunciation, the more tarje pronunciation, Dedier. Dedier. So he had a fascination with this girl. And he started apparently texting a, gr- a friend for advice... He said, should I straight up start sexting her or be just flirty with her?
1: What, what <laughs> advice would you give to Max Wade, young Max Wade? I'd be like, bro, just fucking straight up start sexting her, man. Bro, you should like diners and mashers and bangers her. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> you should dine her and mash her and bang her. <laughs> Doodos and drivers and diapers. I hate straight people. Oh, my God. Okay. People actually text people that for advice. Max Wade did. Well, but he is a sophisticated criminal. He was, like, pretty cool until, like, the last five minutes. I, like, thought he was, like, a chill guy.
0: (laughs) He's just a chill guy who did Mission Impossible style rappelling down British motor cars, stealing Lamborghinis, being super chill and super cool.
1: I mean, look, we all did stupid shit in high school. That's like yeah. something that I would have been like, this is cool. This is fine. But then like. It's You've the gotten awesome.
0: into rappelling yourself
1: recently. I have. Yes, I am currently very into rock climbing. Thank you for bringing that up. <laughs> and that's why I look so good. Um, <laughs> that's You're like,
0: I can't really go the Mission Impossible style rappelling route. So the closest I am going to
1: get to seeking out that thrill is rock climbing. Rock climbing, bouldering, no belays, no harness, no ropes or anything. So actually, very much the opposite. But um, I don't know. I thought I th- I thought it was like kind of like a just like a fun, cool, like I'm young and free type like thing. But it's really the selfies, the selfies while he's driving and picking up chicks, and then asking if he should he should sex someone. That really turned me off from this guy.
0: Well, he's about to get younger and cooler and chiller. Okay, (laughs) So apparently he was texting Eva Dedier for days about getting her a fake ID until he finally asked, quote, so who are you spending Valentine's with? And Dedier answered, my friend Landon. Now Landon Wallstrom was a classmate of Wade's from Redwood High. And Max Wade hated it. He couldn't take it. He
1: was pissed. Well, former classmate, but yeah.
0: Former classmate, of course. So he planned his next crime for Friday the 13th in April of 2012. Spooky, scary. He gets on a motorcycle dressed in all black and he watched Eva and Landon as they walked out of a Mill Valley home. They get into Landon's pickup truck. And as Garrett, the person who investigated this case, said, quote, the motorcycle pulled up next to them, and the cyclist pulled out a pistol and started shooting at them. What the fuck? Attempted murder, right? <gasps> Attempted murder.
1: Oh my god! Yeah, this got
0: dark real quick. I know.
1: Yeah, Jesus Christ! They're but they, like seventeen.
0: I know, but they're okay. They were okay. He fired five shots, fumbled, dropped the gun. And Landon and Eva were able to get away. They ducked, they missed the bullets, and they were okay. They sustained a few injuries, but it was just glass. They, were, they just got a few cuts. From like falling and like avoiding bullets? Right. Well, they were in the car, so they ducked, and I guess some of the glass scraped them, and then they were able to drive off. Mm. They would end
1: up stopping at a Joe's taco lounge. Have you ever been? No, but sounds like somewhere I would go after I almost got murdered. They got some tacos. I think Eva got a burrito. No, I'm kidding. Um, (laughs) A carnitas burrito, extra guac. (laughs) I really need the extra guac. Flash before my eyes, I'm going to treat
0: myself. (laughs) Um, Here's the thing. The detectives assigned to the case, they were motorcycle enthusiasts. Of course they were. And this is important because... Max Wade was caught on camera filling up at a nearby gas station shortly before the shooting. And through the camera footage, the detectives were able to recognize the helmet that Max Wade wore. So, seeing the helmet, they're able to go to this uh, store, this retail store uh, in San Francisco. And at the retail store, they find Max Wade's receipt and a video of him buying that exact helmet in that exact same black outfit the night before the shooting
1: classic also gross why are you wearing the same outfit two days in a row <laughs> <laughs> that's the scandal goodbye that's... thank you for listening <laughs> that's what i'm pissed about ugh, max wait at least have a change of clothes at least like wash your fucking clothes before you murder someone like ugh, God. attempted Amateur. murder attempted murder try to murder, whatever, same thing.
0: So Garrett and a team of 10 officers go to a Richmond storage facility where Max Wade had a locker. Now here's the thing. When Max Wade spotted the officers, he starts running. And they catch up to him, and they're able to knock him on the ground, and he had a gun in his waistband. A loaded Glock forty-five with approximately 50 rounds of ammunition in separate magazines. And according to Garrett, Wade actually struggled to reach his gun, but it was, like, stuck underneath his T-shirt, underneath a peacoat. Shit almost got really ugly, but thankfully it didn't.
1: What the hell? Why is he so fucking sketch? Also, why is he wearing a peacoat? It's April in San Francisco. It's cold. Yeah, but you're, like, murdering people, like... You should, The adrenaline should be
0: pumping through your body. It you should be a little warm from that, right?
1: Right, like dress the part. <laughs>
0: well, I feel like a peacoat is the part, right? I feel like v- villains often wear peacoats.
1: No, I feel like douchey people that went to my high school wear peacoats. <laughs> Which is probably Max Wade, honestly. He sounds like a douchey person that went to my high school, so it all actually checks out.
0: So, like I said, Max Wade was going to a storage locker the detectives opened the storage locker and there they found Guy Fieri's Lamborghini. Okay,
1: so I have a shit ton of questions. (laughs) By the way, the scandal isn't over, but yes. What questions do you have? I mean, they're not that important, but like where were his parents? Um, Who can afford to rent a fucking storage locker large enough for a car when they're 16 years old? Where is he buying guns? Where is he getting motorcycles? Where is he getting peacoats? Like a lot of questions on how he like owned all of these possessions.
0: Like I said, he, I honestly couldn't find out too much about his family background. I found out a little bit. I don't know their net worth, but I presume based on all of those details and the fact that he's living in Marin, he is probably wealthy. I mean, that's probably how he was able to Amazon repelling equipment and all this other shit.
1: Oh, God, I hate rich people. Expensive helmets and whatnot. Yeah, okay. So Plus,
0: remember, he's selling fake IDs for $500. You know how much of a markup that is? PSA, you can get a fake ID for $75. Don't buy one for $500.
1: Yeah, for all our young listeners out there, trust me, you can get a fake ID for less than $100. It's going to fucking work at your college bars. Don't pay any more than that, okay? If you learn anything from this podcast, it's don't spend more than 100 on a fake ID. So back to Max
0: Wade and his storage unit. Inside the unit, there was also the motorcycle that he used in the drive-by, the helmet, and guns, and plans. Like literal documents that he had written out for other crimes. Hmm. Max Wade also rented the storage unit under the name Carmine Colombo. He used this alias and had a fake ID in that name. Garrett believes that Wade would have definitely committed more crimes if he had not been arrested. Now, one yeah. of the other crimes that he was planning was a takeover robbery of a famous San Francisco jewelry store. In fact, Max Wade had a 30-page dossier with a detailed plan for a takeover of Shrev and co-jewelers in San Francisco's Union Square.
1: Yes, I often frequent that. (laughs) That's where you get all your jewelry? All my jewelry.
0: Max Wade had photographs of the employees. He had their names. He had biographical information. He had a picture of the Shrev alarm box, a long equipment list that included gun belts, radios and AK-47. He also had San Francisco police uniforms, some of which were found inside of the storage locker.
1: Okay, so like not to like glorify crime, but like he was pretty smart and good.
0: <laughs> like the detective said, he had the elements of a sophisticated criminal. Yeah. I think that's what he wanted to be. Seriously, I think that's why he dropped out. He's like dude I just want to be a criminal and I'm not glorifying it that's insane
1: like I support people's dreams and like pursue what you want to do and like if it's in your path like don't give up until you get there but like the life of a criminal like has kind of like an end point also and, like to tie this back to celebrity it's just insane to me that
0: somehow Guy Fury got wrapped up into this whole insane saga Right, 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 right. Of this, like, young budding career criminal?
1: And, like, also the funny, like, thing about it is, like, shit, like, this probably happens, like, on the daily. But the only reason we know about it is because he stole Guy Fieri's car. (laughs) Well, I don't know if this happens on the daily. Well, I mean, maybe not stealing Lamborghinis, but, like, honestly, probably. And also, like... A jealous boy who, like, sees a girl that he has a crush on being with another guy and then, like, trying to murder them, like, as sad as it is, is, like, kind of common in this day and age. Because people are fucking psychopaths and also men believe that, like, women are their property and they should do what they want. But, you know, that's a whole nother topic. That's a sound so, like,
0: podcast for
1: sure. <laughs> <laughs> but, like, psycho shit like that happens all the time. But I feel like this
0: brew of a scandal is fairly unique. And not just for Guy Fieri's part in it. You know, like the motorcycle shootout, the Mission Impossible style repelling, the Grand Theft Auto, this dossier to rob a jewelry store. Like, all of that is is this concoction that creates, to me, a compelling narrative. Now, it's people's real lives, but thankfully nobody was hurt. No, I
1: mean, this... Kid is a fucking beast of his own, for sure. But, like, if you think about it, we may not have known much about him oh, no. had started with Guy Fieri's car. Oh, yeah. No
0: way. No way. Guy Fieri's for- car is what gives it a level of infamy
1: that it wouldn't have had otherwise, but I still think it's a compelling story. For sure. But I wonder also if, like, it would have had gotten attention from, like, San Francisco PD, had it not had, like, a higher profile, like, item behind it,
0: you know? Well,
1: like that's would the have... thing. He oh.
0: 100% was not caught for the Lamborghini. Eventually, that's tacked on as a charge. But They, stum- they like stumbled across it, yeah. It was dumb luck. True. They were trying to True. get him on attempted murder, and then it's like, oh, shit, Guy Fieri's Lamborghini that we've been looking for for over a year is here. There's the Guy Toro plates.
1: Oh, God, that's kind of embarrassing, actually. <laughs> they just stumbled upon it. Uh, a little bit more on that. No, we um, we had this in the books the whole time. Yeah, no, this was all part of the plan. Uh, it was
0: a setup. We were just waiting. We knew he was really into that Eva DDA. The attempted murder is like very intense. <laughs> it's really crazy. Uh, but also this whole heist of the jewelry store is super intense and the whole dossier, it's super detailed. And a part of it is that he actually already owned these super expensive rubber masks. He planned to use them So he could cover his identity, dress as police officers, go in, do a takeover robbery. But you know how he was going to flee? Because he knew he wouldn't be able to flee out the front. Right. He was going to flee via the roof.
1: Oh, and let me guess. use Mission Impossible style belaying skills? Mission Impossible style
0: helicoptering. He was going to helicopter out of there. In fact, he had already inquired about flying lessons. And... He had a photo of the Shreve roof in the dossier. He also even already identified the helicopter that he was going to use. He had a tail number of a helicopter that they located on the peninsula That's apparently a Robinson 44 helicopter.
1: Okay. So, like, everyone, there's, like, always that, like, whole, like, controversy between, like, are movies and video games too violent for our youth? And now I'm like, maybe so. Because, like, he obviously watched Mission Impossible and was like, I can fucking do that. And then, like, tried to do it. Slash, like, lightweight succeeded in it. Robert Bryan,
0: a longtime criminal defense attorney, said, quote, Does this kid live in the movie theater? Is he living in a fantasy world? What's amazing (laughs) is he pulled some of it off.
1: End quote. And that's what I'm saying. I'm like, y'all make fun of him. But, like, bitch, he fucking did it. Like... (laughs) he did multiple of the things that you guys like pretend are fantasy in your movie. So like, do not even act like you like think you're better than him.
0: What if this was some sort of like grandiose way to catch Tom Cruise's attention so he could be the stuntman for all of Tom Cruise's movies, not
1: realizing that Tom Cruise doesn't use a stuntman. I was going to say, unfortunately for him, Tom Cruise does his own stunts. (laughs) Don't know how or why, but yeah.
0: Um, so the aftermath. So he gets caught. They have all the evidence to pin him. It's not really a trial. They got him in the act. Right. He received his sentence in 2014 on January 23rd. So actually a full, almost a full two years after the attempted murder and three years after the Grand Theft Auto. And he received life in prison plus 21 years and four months with the possibility of parole. Oh, damn. He got fucked up the ass, Henny. Yep. Now, they have been appealing, but the last story I could find on this was in 2017, and there hasn't been an update since. And the 2017 update was that essentially his attorneys were trying to use a new proposition to, in retrospect, have him essentially be tried as a minor instead of as an adult, because he was tried as an adult, not as a minor, even though he was 16 and 17 when these crimes were committed. And if he is tried as a minor, then he would be able to get out, by I read by the age of like 24 or 25. If that appeal doesn't work out, then he will at least have to spend 15 years in prison before he's eligible for parole, and that'll be at age 34 years old. Uh, a, a little more color on his history. According to family court documents and police reports, apparently there is there was a long history of violence in Max Wade's home, potential domestic abuse by Wade's father to his mother, and even possibly... Um, his mother and father hitting him. Mm. So who knows how much impact that had on Max Wade?
1: Probably
0: a lot. Yeah, super fucked up. But I couldn't find too much information on all of that. And uh, Max Wade's father was never convicted. He did actually face a trial for domestic violence, but that trial ended
1: with a hung jury. Classic. Um, what did Guy Fieri have to say about all this? Great question, Rye. I
0: thought I was going to have to insert that little question in there.
1: Nope. For once, I actually asked the
0: question. Guy Fieri didn't have much to say. Classic.
1: He did actually have to testify at the trial. Wait, stop. No, he didn't. Yeah, he did. But what did he wear? What did he wear? (laughs)
0: Like a classic button up guy shirt. And he had his classic like, frosted tip hair.
1: This court is my new dive-in and drives. <laughs> he,
0: he went out on the, on the stand. He's like, so I'm the host of uh, Diners and Diapers and Doodos.
1: I'm all about doodoos, Diapers, and Dee And I think he did a bad bad and a no-no. So Guy Fieri's testimony
0: actually took less than five minutes. They didn't really need him for much. And in fact... Max Wade was mostly punished for the attempted murder and not the stealing of the car. However, the prosecution did ask Guy Fieri if he gave Max Wade permission to drive his Lamborghini, and Guy Fieri just said no.
1: Hmm.
0: Where's the lie? And Guy Fieri's only comment, really, on the whole issue was that he explained how he... Spoke at the trial, and it was really short. And he also clarified that he will never get the car back. The insurance company had to keep the car. So if you were wondering, what happened to that yellow Lamborghini? It's gone forever. The insurance company kept it.
1: Um, Also happy that it's off the road. But um, interesting. Wow. I mean, Guy Fieri probably the whole time was like, what's happening? And then they were like, your car got stolen. He's like, well, okay. I'm just at another (laughs) drive-in, at another dive, (laughs) at another dive-in, and a drive-on,
0: and And a diner.
1: Apparently, he's still doing it. Literally, had no idea that show was still on. Slash didn't know he still existed. It's on its
0: 700th season, actually. Yeah, it's it's had 674 seasons since we uh, brought it up in the beginning of this podcast.
1: (laughs) Since we've started recording, it's actually gone on to its 1,000th episode. And um, I'm really actually super interested in this Max Wade guy. I can't wait to Google him and see what he looks like because I have my own like idea, which is like one of my favorite things with like podcasts when I don't like know what someone looks like. I love like finding out what they look like.
0: Right. It's like reading a, a book and then eventually seeing that character come to life in TV and film. Kind of. Except these are real
1: people. Except actual real people who exist on this planet. Um, But yeah, similar like moment, I guess. Um, But yeah, no, I I have this like really like specific view on what he looks like in my head. And I can't wait to see if it's completely the opposite, which it probably is. Would you be willing to share how you picture him in your head on the podcast (laughs) or no? No, I'll share. Um, I imagine like really long flowing hair. Um... With, like, kind of a middle, like, kind of, um, Jonathan Taylor Thomas hair, like, flowing backwards. Um, definitely white. Yep. Yeah, and he's gotta be white. Only white people do shit like this. Um. (laughs) Like, scrawny. Like, scrawny and, like, not attractive, but, like, if I knew he was, like, a bad boy, like, maybe attractive. (laughs) Like the bad
0: boyness of him would influence your perception of him. But Makes if you so didn't much- know anything about him, you'd say, like, raw physicality, not attractive. Add the element of bad boyness,
1: the persona, attractive. Right. Like, I imagine him being like one of the nerdy guys I went to high school with, but then I found out they like robbed a 7 Eleven. And I'd be like, okay, so like now you're kind of hot. Um, Like, kind of that energy, rap sheet that- energy. Like, okay, you got a little rap sheet? All right. Yeah, like kind of rap sheet imagery, like would see their mugshot and be like, you're kind of attractive. (laughs) Um, But then see their yearbook picture and be like, you're literally a scrawny piece of twig. Um, You're not that far off. He doesn't have long hair. Okay. For some reason, the long hair was like a very like intense image in my head this whole time, which is really weird because you never mentioned his hair I think the long hair would get in the way of his repelling. Right. It would get stuck in like the belay. Mm Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah. You want to be
1: nimble. You want to be light. Right. Um, Well, I'm definitely going to Google him the second we're done recording. (laughs) I love (laughs) him.
0: Well, I'm glad you enjoyed this uh, scandal. I know it was really off the beaten path for me. I normally don't do obscure scandals like this. And this was very loosely celebrity-related, but I thought it was worth retelling on the podcast, especially since Guy Fieri is somehow involved in it.
1: You did a great job. I hope I did. Thank you, Rye. Yeah, I mean, I never compliment you on things, so that was like an honest moment for me. Wow. You rarely ever give me compliments. You're like that New
0: York Times reviewer to Guy Fieri's restaurant. Yeah, Karl Marx.
1: (laughs) Karl Marx. (laughs) He like invented a religion. (laughs) (laughs) And... It's time to end before I incriminate myself more with like dumb comments. <laughs> um, that was really great. Actually really fun and very interesting. I'm also really like concerned for the two people who almost got murdered. Like where are they now? Are they still going to the same taco place? Like lots of questions. They they actually are still at the taco place. They haven't left. They actually bought it. Yeah, they own it now. No, no, they, they're just there. They're just eating there. Yeah. They're still eating there. On the anniversary of their almost death every year.
0: Oh, shit. I didn't realize that I almost did this on the anniversary, the seven-year anniversary.
1: I did notice that the date was very similar when you were talking about it, but I was like, I don't know what day it is. April 13th,
0: 2012. Well, thankfully, they're okay. They're doing fine. I hope Max Wade gets rehabilitation and maybe one day he can get parole and do some cool shit with his life.
1: Well, he already did a lot of cool shit with his life. It was just all criminal and almost deathly. But, hey, (laughs) best of luck to him.
0: That was the uncool part about it. But the repelling stuff, the Grand Theft Auto, that's kind of cool.
1: Yeah, it's weird. I'm, like, weirdly rooting for him. I'm, like, I know you tried to murder people, um, but, like, I'm kind of, like, on your side. I feel like that girl that you wanted to kill seems like a fucking bitch. So, um, just kidding. (laughs) Once again, I need to stop talking.
0: We need to stop talking. All right, right. thank you so much. Everyone, thank you so much for listening, and we hope you join us next time. See you later. Bye.